is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. Let's hit the waiver wire. Let's go. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Team. We are into week 11. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the waiver wire show. Who are you picking up this week? Eli Manning again, Case Keenum, one of those crummy running backs that could get 20 touches. Let's talk about it. On a bye this week, Carolina, Indianapolis, San Francisco, and the Jets. Adam Azer here with Dave Richard and Heath Cummings. Jamie will be uh, entering the studio shortly. Hello, guys. What up? What's happening, everyone? All right. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Now, see, that's what I like to call a hot open. <laughs> We really, we really nailed that one. It's not oh, our best open. It's not our best. Yeah, it's not our best open. Uh, starting over. Hey, what's up, everybody? All right, here we go. So, uh, we want everybody to remember that there are some kickers out there that you should be picking up this week. Jake Elliott, Justin Tucker, Harrison Butker. They're all owned in less than 70% of leagues. You might want to pick up a kicker this week. Uh, who are you guys excited about adding this week? I want some Rex. Rex Burkhead. You want some Rex? Yeah, what if uh, Deion Lewis were also available? Which Patriots running back would you pick? Rex. Really? Yeah, he's the most versatile of the bunch. He can run. He can catch. He can block. He can jump. He, he gives them. Yes, he can. Mm-hmm. He can. And he gives the Patriots the most versatility in that backfield, and his playing time has done nothing but go up over the past couple of weeks. He might be the RX for your team. Hmm. Very good. On that rumbling you hear is the headset of Jamie Eisenberg, who is on the show now. Hey, Jamie. Hey, buddy. All right, so we'll just go through what we usually do. Top three waiver wire priorities uh, at every position. Rex Burkhead's Dave's one guy that he's, you know, that he came up with. Heath, who's one guy? I'll say Marquise Lee. Jamie, who's because... one guy? Oh. Yeah, no, you're done. Jamie, who's <laughs> one guy? Good good talking to you, Adam. <laughs> uh, I'll take Deion Lewis. All right, Deion Lewis. Good. Those are some names for you. Uh, let's start with the big news real quick, uh, real quick before the priorities. Devontae Freeman, we know he left Sunday's game with a concussion. Do you guys expect Devontae Freeman to play this week? No. It is looking bad for D free. Okay. Aaron Jones out three to six weeks with an MCL injury, so he is droppable. And that makes Jamal Williams interesting, but also Ty Montgomery might be able to play this week. And I, I really, ready. really hope so. Not because I, I want to play Ty Montgomery at all. I just don't want to be forced into a situation where I have to project 20 touches on the Jamal Williams. Because <laughs> then I'm going to rank Why? him too He's high. He's get you those five or six fantasy points. I, I'm still surprised that Ty Montgomery is 86% owned. He didn't get dropped, but looks smart now. So he's not that available. Jamal Williams is. Rob Kelly's going to miss multiple weeks, possibly the rest of the regular season. At New Orleans this week, Samaje Pirine does not have a good matchup. Saints allow the eighth fewest fantasy points to running backs. Don't know about Danny Woodhead this week. It's possible he might play at Green Bay. Phillip Rivers is in the concussion protocol. As if Keenan Allen owners needed any more bad news, they face the Bills this week at home. Case Keenum is going to start for Minnesota. And Drew Stanton could miss this week's game at Houston. All right, then. Let's get into it. The top three waiver wire priorities. First at quarterback, Jamie Eugene Eisenberg. Your top three waiver wire quarterbacks this week. Uh, Eugene's interesting. That's not my middle name. Yeah. Um, Blake Bortles, Jay Cutler, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yay! <laughs> Bortles. <laughs> Bortles, Cutler, Fitzpatrick. All right, what about Eli? Where would you put him against the Chiefs? Oh, ahead of those guys. Okay. All right, that's a nice little snapshot. Anybody strongly agree or disagree? Um, I've got a little bit of interest in Case Keenum again. Okay. Keenum has the Rams. They allow the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Have not faced great competition, though. Have not been great on the road. So Keenum's up there. Cutler faces Tampa Bay. Bortles was Jamie's number one. And uh Bortles is at Cleveland. Uh, does it matter that Alan Hearns isn't going to play? I think it hurts him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then Fitzpatrick is at Miami, and they are falling apart. All right, then. Maybe running backs are more interesting. Heath Cummings, top three running backs for this week. Yeah, I think I completely agree with Jamie this week. Deion Lewis is number one for me. And um, listen, I, I'm excited about Rex Burkhead, too. 
He might be number two, depending on what we hear about Danny Woodhead today. I'm hoping we get some, a little bit more information about him today. Uh, Woodhead, I would say, though, has the most upside of the group, just because there have been some whispers that when he comes back, they want to get him involved in the running game as well. They really hate Alex Collins' guts. Um, and we, we fully, that. we fully expect the New England running back situation to completely change again in two weeks, right? I don't know about that. Well, why not? Why? Cause we did this with Gillisley too. And then Gillisley started to stink. The whole world saw it. Patriots caught up and he was inactive. The, so the only I, thing he almost rule him I out think, until I that think, changes. I think the three guys you mentioned are all kind of similar. Cause Lewis is not going to be as good as Woodhead and Burkhead and PPR leaves cause he's not catching the ball and he's touchdown dependent. But, Lewis, you just gotta like the touches. I mean, the carries have been pretty consistent for him. And in two of the last four, he's gotten 11 fantasy points. So, the other two guys I think might have a higher ceiling. But if you're gonna get the primary running's down, running downs guy for New England, Adam's talked about this a lot, that he does tend to lean on one guy in that role. We thought it would be Gillisley. Now it's Lewis. Yeah, well, it I mean. started off as Gillisley. It did, right. No, Lewis I'm saying going into the season, we thought it was going to be Yeah, and it was. And then Gillisley stunk, and yeah. what happens when players stink? They go mm-hmm. to the bench. Yeah. And Lewis hasn't stunk yet. The, the one thing that I think favors trying to get both Woodhead and Burkhead um, is their ownership percentage. You have a much likelier chance to get those two What's guys. What's Dion Lewis's? Dion's 61% or 63%. Right. right. Um, so in a bunch of my leagues, Dion's owned already, and right. Rex is going to be chased after like crazy. But, but if I had to start one of those guys this week in a standard league, I'm starting Lewis because the Raiders are terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, the Raiders allow the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. You just, you're not, you're lucky to get more than like 60 yards from Lewis, but he is getting about 14 carries a week now, three games in a row. Burkhead's 19% owned, Woodhead's 46% owned. I struggle with Woodhead just because like Javoris Allen's got 39 catches, and they give him some carries, and Collins, I mean, he still gets double digit carries every week. Oh, they're going back to their original game plan. It's gonna be Woodhead and West to open the season. And West, yeah, is West gonna play this week? <laughs> I don't know, but I, look, the, the thing about Woodhead compared to Allen, he's a much more skillful pass catcher. And you saw week one, he played a quarter, he had three catches for 33 yards. Woodhead. He'll have a better receiving average than Allen. Yeah, I just, are they gonna share the catch? It's a mystery, no, right? No, he'll, he'll be the guy there. Yeah, I think you Allen think so? just disappears. You yeah. think so, really? Okay. I mean, he, like, he does have a lot of catches, and that's true. But he has been historically bad with those catches. The the one thing that will favor Allen over Woodhead is the fullback dive. Woodhead will not do the fullback dive. <laughs> I just feel like it's one of it could be one of those situations where the fantasy community you know how Heath you say like we've been calling for the coaches to do this for weeks and they never do the right thing, you know? I don't know that they're just gonna completely go away from from a guy who has thirty nine catches this year. But he has 189 yards. I, know, I get catches. it. Right. It's, I get it. I, the the they fact should. that he has 39 catches is a byproduct of Danny Woodhead's injury. All right. All right. Okay. You think he'd right. have 39 catches if Danny Woodhead had been healthy? And how many catches would Woodhead have if he weren't hurt? So if Deion Lewis is number one, and, and Dave, I think we go Burkhead one, but what about in PPR? Is, is Woodhead number one for everybody in PPR? Yes, for me. Pending, pending any type of discussion today, yes. I, and I'll tell you what I wrote in the column. If it's PPR, I'd go Woodhead 1, Burkhead 2, Lewis 3. So f- format for these three guys. That's why I kind of feel like they're all kind of similar. Format is, is very important. Mm-hmm. And then you've got guys like Jamal Williams, if Montgomery's out, could get a big workload, and Samaj P. Ryan, who they've shown when Kelly is out, he he gets close to 20 carries, doesn't do much with it. Well, that's the problem with both those guys. He's had four games this season with 10 touches. Yeah. And one game with more than six fantasy points. It was the touchdown catch he had against San Francisco, which, as we know, gives up production to everybody. The the Saints are an interesting matchup, though, because you're right. They're not a good matchup in terms of fantasy points allowed to running backs, but they are giving up almost five yards per carry, or 4.6, 4.7. Oh, it's going to look a lot better after they run into Pirine. That five yards will go down and down and down and down. (laughs) Well, not if Chris Thompson breaks one for 60. True, but that'll be catch. The other thing to note is that uh, there are some players who might be available in shallower leagues that you might want, like Kenyon Drake, who's 80% owned. Uh, Jamie's got LeGarrette Blunt on here. He's 77% owned. That's an interesting one. We'll get into that a little bit later. Alex Collins is 77% owned, and Latavius Murray is 66% owned. Alex, Co- I mean, Latavius Murray, I think, let's start with that. I think Latavius Murray is kind of a case to get Samaj Pirine, you know, um, not necessarily over the three guys you listed, but... 
Latavius Murray kind of stinks with all the carries he gets typically, but he kept getting the carries, and it it pay, it's paid off in two of five games. Well, I think we talked about this when uh, we it was weeks ago um, when we were saying you could you could get away from John Stewart and Isaiah Crowell. Now that doesn't look so good now, but uh, Heath made the point of you know these guys get touches. You sure? And so you you have to just weigh: Do you want to get the five or six points, which was the ceiling at the time for those guys? And take your lumps as opposed to chasing good matchups. And then eventually you have these scenarios that have arisen for Murray, you know, the Browns game a few weeks ago, last week, um, Stewart last night, Crowell, you know, the last two games. And now you could get that with Jamal Williams and Samaji Piran. I might separate Crowell from the rest though. Because all these guys, I feel like they're touchdown or bust. Well, I, I, it's not about comparing them to Crowell. It's comparing the, the touches. Just, just guys the getting touches. touches. Are, no, but I understand like how you're categorizing these running backs. But you look at what Latavius Murray's done. And, he, yeah, he had 113 yards against Baltimore. Seemed pretty crazy. He scored in the game. I still feel like Murray's the kind of guy where if you start him, you're hoping he finds the end zone. Sure. And yeah. Crowell, you could say that about. But at least Crowell's been giving... Some decent production. Yeah, but but it was it was more games. at the time of when we were talking about it. It was Carroll was just getting 15 carry, 15 touches, you know, and it was. I don't want to speak for you, Heath, but that was you know your your point was he's getting touches. Yeah, so right. It, it's it's the touches versus the you know the chasing the Tariq Cohen's or the um you know even to a lesser extent I, Chris Thompson. I think what it really comes down to with those guys is how strong is your stable of running backs? Mm-hmm. If are you in the position where you may be starting those guys on a week-to-week basis, then you absolutely you, they have value. They don't have a lot of value as your fourth or fifth running back, though, because there's not really a ton of upside there. Okay. All right, let's go to our top three wide receiver priorities. Dave Richard, top three wide receivers. Uh, I'm going to skip the guys that you could get in shallower leagues, like Robert Woods, Jeremy Macklin. They're too highly owned. Marquise Lee is number one, 58%. Going to be the go-to guy moving forward. Kind of already has been for Jacksonville. Still wish he could put up 100 yards in a game. He hasn't done that yet. Maybe this is the week against Cleveland. I still like Jamison Crowder. Uh, I know he had a bunch of drops, dropped a touchdown last week, but he's continuing to get a ton of targets these last couple of games. It looks like he's starting to step back up in that Washington offense. Hopefully the drops don't cost him playing time. And Corey Coleman's third for me. Looks like he's coming back. Interesting matchup against Jacksonville. Probably one where I won't want to start him, but I would like to stash him. And he's available in 76% of leagues. All right, so that was Marquise Lee, Jamison Crowder, and Corey Coleman. And then, yeah, like Jer- Jeremy Macklin's actually only 68% owned, Dave. Yeah. Um, what do you think about him? Two good games in a row at Green Bay this week, Houston next week. So that's two, two nice yeah, matchups. Yeah, I like, I like that short-term schedule for him. I think the matchup against Green Bay is good, and obviously the one against Houston is going to be great. Okay. And would you rather have rest of season Robert Woods or Marquise Lee? If it's PPR, it's a slant. Well... I, I think Woods and PPR is a lot safer. Why? They've been basically the same. Yeah, but Woods, we've seen some explosion from him. Haven't seen it from Lee. I'll, I'll take Woods just because his quarterback's better. Yeah, I'll take Lee because he's definitely getting all those targets. Now, they are pretty similar. I think you can tell by by the way we're answering the question. So both guys, Lee and Woods, uh, you know, fairly available and definitely worth owning. All right, Jamie, back to you with three tight ends for this week. Uh, Charles Clay, you know, again, I think last week was the, uh, Rustoli game. So hopefully he's back to, uh, being what he was at the start of the season. Um, Vernon Davis, if he's still available, 63% ownership right now. So he falls in this category. And then I think there's still a lot to like about CJ Fedorowitz moving forward, especially the Wolf Fuller now expected to miss at least one game, maybe more. Is he, uh, is Fedorowitz a big step down from the first two guys, Clay and Davis? Yeah, I mean, look, he, he could be in that category. I don't, I don't think that's a big stretch given what, you know, Davis, especially if Jordan Reed comes back and, and what Charles Clay at least looked like last week in the first game of Kellen Benjamin. So, you know, you saw last year Fedorowitz with the bad quarterback play in Houston was, was very good, borderline starter. And I think he could be that again with the bad quarterback play what, in Houston now. What I noticed watching that game is he, he played Almost all the snaps. Like there, there was not, there's not injury concerns, but he played primarily as the inline tight end. And when they went to tight ends and one of the tight ends was split out wide, it was Steven Anderson that was split out wide. So mm-hmm. that's, that's not great for Fedorowitz, but I still think he's a better player and a better pass catcher than Anderson. So hopefully that changes. Yeah. Soon. Just to back up your point, 64 snaps played, 33 routes run. 
I don't know that there's a tight end that has like that dream matchup this week because Travis Kelsey faces the Giants. Um, Mercedes Lewis. Lewis. Mercedes Lewis, Mercedes Lewis is, the, is the Browns. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's the best streamer for this week if you need somebody. Charles Clay has a bad matchup. Uh, you know, he's, he's exciting long term. It gets better after this week, but the Chargers, they allow the second fewest fantasy points to tight ends, and they've done that while facing Ertz, Gronk, and Kelsey. Kelsey scored zero fantasy points against them. Evan Ingram and Jared Cook combined for one fantasy point. So it does not look like a great matchup this week for Charles Clay, who is now 49% owned. All right, let's go to DSTs. Heath, give me some DSTs for week 11. Before we get to the guys that are actually probably available in your league, it's worth pointing out that there are three defenses between 65 and 80% owned that you need to check for first. The Broncos at home against the Bengals, uh, the Houston Texans against either Drew Stanton or Blaine Gabbert, and the Chiefs against one of the worst teams in football. The Giants. <laughs> so if none of those guys are available. Thank you for I, putting one of uh, in that sense. I actually have a, a Twitter poll going right now uh-huh. uh, asking who is the worst team in football. The choices are the Giants, the Dolphins, the Browns, and other. I mean, the Giants Dolph- are in the, second the Dolphins place. Are, the Dolphins are so much better than those two teams. The Dolphins are abysmal. They are their, bad. their point margin might actually be worse than those two. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Dolphins are in second at 42% of the vote. The Dolphins? People think the Dolphins are worse than the Browns? No, Browns are in first at 44%. Oh, okay. okay. But the Dolphins I, is I'm sorry. Players. The Giants are in second. The Dolphins, people agree with you, are not as bad as those teams. Yeah, yeah. It's recency bias. They just saw them get their butts kicked. Yeah, out. but they're, they're yeah, well, they've not, been. They're not winning like, this poll. I believe they have played with the lead less than 5% of their snaps this season and are somehow 4 and 5. They're bad. Uh, Back to DST streamers. My favorite, the New Orleans Saints, 54% owned at home against the Washington Redskins. Also like Arizona Cardinals against Houston and the Bengals against the Broncos. Okay, so the Denver, Denver, Houston, Kansas City in shallower leagues. Denver, Houston, Kansas City, Saints, Cardinals, and Bengals? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Not a great week? What do you think? It depends. Are you in one of those leagues where the Broncos or Texans are available? It's a pretty good week. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, it's just, I guess we said this on Beat the Waiver Wire on Friday. It's like a lot of the teams that have great matchups are already widely owned. So, you know, like the Jaguars face the Browns and stuff like that. So, uh, all right. Uh, more DSTs a little bit later. And finally, Dave, some individual defensive players, IDP. Olivier Vernon was cut in a lot of leagues. He's an excellent defensive lineman. Go back and get him. A couple other D linemen that have been putting up some decent numbers lately. Anthony Zettel of the Lions. Michael Brockers of the Rams. A couple of linebackers, both of them, same situation as Vernon. Popular players. They were cut or never owned. They're back and they're playing. It's Denzel Perryman. Second week in a row, you should go get him from the Chargers. And Razor Ramon Humber, <laughs> linebacker, is someone to go chase. And then a defensive back, TJ McDonald. First game off of suspension, eight fantasy points in leagues where tackles count. Uh, so I think he's a good guy to get at DB. Trey Boston and Daryl Roberts also. Interesting. The problem with Roberts is that he's on a bye this week. Okay, so let's just recap everything real quick for everybody. The quarterbacks you're going to be looking at if you can't get Eli Manning. And I actually have a pretty concerning stat about Eli Manning. Looking forward to giving that out later. It's more about the Chiefs coming off the bye. But Manning uh still probably going to be better then. Bortles, Cutler, Fitzpatrick. Ugh. Uh, running backs, couple of Patriots, Deion Lewis and Rex Burkhead, and Danny Woodhead. You might also be able to get Kenyon Drake. I guess, you know, why even wait? Would you guys take Kenyon Drake over uh, Deion Lewis or Burkhead or Woodhead? I don't think so. Okay. I I think I'd take him over Burkhead in a standard league. Okay. Uh, wide receivers, Marquise Lee, Jamison Crowder, Corey Coleman. Also, take a look at Jeremy Macklin. Take a look at Robert Woods. I would say wide receiver is going to be uh, added a lot this week. Tight end, Charles Clay, but a bad matchup. Vernon Davis, C.J. Fedorowicz, and you could look at Mercedes Lewis against the Browns. And we will have more names for you later in the show. DSTs, we got the Broncos, Texans, and Chiefs in shallower leagues. The Saints, the Cardinals, and the Bengals in deeper leagues. And IDP, Olivier Vernon, Anthony Zettel, Michael Brockers, Denzel Perryman, Razor Ramon Humber, TJ McDonald. And I have one more IDP that we mentioned briefly last week. He did it again this week. Ruben Foster, 
still just 36% owned. That defense is going to be on the field a lot, and he's making a lot of tackles. Yeah, cool. All right. Good stuff. News and notes. Tyron Smith, questionable for this week's game. Please come back for this week's game, Tyron Smith. They have the Eagles on Sunday night. Sean Lee, he will not play. He could miss multiple weeks. Good news for the Eagles running backs this week. Chris Carson has a chance to return in December. Uh, Whatever. Alan Hearns is almost certainly out this week for the Jaguars there at Cleveland. And Arizona left tackle DJ Humphreys is on IR. Tough, tough season for them. Uh, do you expect the following players? Brett Hundley against Baltimore. I think he sounds like he's going to play. Yeah, seems like it. Packers need him. Yeah. What would that offense be like without him? I'm rooting for the Packers. I am a huge Packers fan. I really want Aaron Rodgers to play in the playoffs. We need it. We need it. Uh Eddie Lacy against the Falcons on Monday night. Not expecting him yet. Nope. That's a shame. Uh, Terrence West. No. No. Are you gonna start acting, asking us about backup kickers next? <laughs> you know what's funny? Terrence West, the, the game he got hurt, the last game he played, he was their lead running back. People will forget that. But we were, oh, Alex Collins, Alex Collins, nope, they went to Terrence Stinkin' West, and then he got hurt, which was nice for Alex Collins, but, alright. Uh, Chris Hogan. No. Not as no. Now. Will Fuller. Nope. Nope, not yet. Zach Ertz. Yes. Yeah. All right, we got a yes. Jordan Reed. No. Not yet. Okay, no. Will. Yeah, all right. I'm kind of hoping he won't. Like, just one of those guys. Healthy. Ah, uh, fantasy football fans, listen up. The draft app is incredible. I absolutely love playing daily fantasy football on draft. It's not like the other daily fantasy apps. It's snake drafts. You're playing in snake drafts with other people. You're the only team or the only person in your contest that's going to own a specific player. So if your guy does well, you don't have to say, oh, man, 40% of the contest has Dak Prescott or whoever. Well, he, he kind of hurt me last week. But it's a draft that lasts for just one week. There's no management. You set it. You forget it. No waiver wire. No trades. If you have an injury, draft's going to let you replace that injured player. And you can compete against me, Big Kane too. I've already gotten like four invites today. You can compete against up to ten people in a draft. I, I recommend uh, more people. The more you play against, the better. I think I went four and two this week, so I am enjoying draft very much. And I've told you about it, and I really want you to sign up. When you sign up on draft, you download the app, or you go to playdraft.com. You can join a game in just minutes, and you can play your first game for free. Get a free entry into a draft with our promo code FF today. Again, that promo code is FF to FF today. Win some cold hard cash playing a real money game for free. Search draft in the app store. Go to playdraft.com. Come play for free with the promo code FF today. It's really awesome. And here's what we're gonna do later on this week. We're gonna do a draft on the air. We're gonna have that app on our phone. We're gonna compete against each other. We're gonna do a draft. It's gonna be great. All right, let's look at Monday night and Sunday night. Start with uh, the Sunday night game. Broncos with the big upset over the Patriots. Good call, Adam. Uh, 41-16 Patriots, actually. Tom Brady with 28 fantasy points. First game in his last five with more than 21. And, oh, is he about to have fun at Oakland and then home against the Dolphins. But I don't think we need to really talk about the running backs as we just did. Except James White caught a touchdown. Like, James White, 79% owned, 35% started. He has three good games in a row, but it just, it's like, it's kind of hard to depend on it, I think. What, what do you guys think about White going forward? His playing time has dropped in six straight games. Wow. 11 snaps last week, and Rex led the way with 36 snaps. And his playing time has gone up since he's back from injury. Yeah. James White was one of many players where, um, this week where I was skeptical of them, and one play made, all the like Kenyon Drake last night, right? Um, White's another one. Where... I almost feel like all these guys could be one play guys. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't think we should have the expectation that all three Patriots running backs are going to be good every week. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Burkhead, while he played a lot, if he doesn't score a touchdown, his numbers aren't that great. Yep. Yeah, and, and... we could say the same about all these guys. Yeah, but that's, that's the problem. That that's why for me, I would lean toward Lewis because you know he's going to get carries. And I th- and I just want to point out, I said it on the air on Sunday when it was happening live, Burkhead did get some work near the goal line, and I think Lewis did as well. 
And he blocked a punt in leagues that reward you for that. <laughs> he did. Feisty well, little same thing guy. With Lewis, he got a kickoff return. <laughs> right. Um. Oh, you know, I was gonna, what I was going to say is fantasy owners would have a really difficult decision. Do you start James White? Do you start Samaj P. Ryan? You know? You go touches or talent? It probably depends on the matchup. But The, the thing where White has been better is – a, the Falcons game when we know the Falcons have trouble with pass catching running backs, and typically when they're trailing. Yeah, but it's three games in a but row where he's had either a touchdown or 85 receiving yards for White. Um, and the other problem is that Rex is cutting into White's playing time. Yeah, no, the other games haven't been as good, but. No, no, I'm saying the games where he's done well has been they were trailing. Or in competitive games. Not this, yeah, except for, except for this week, or, you know, week 10. Okay, Brandon Cooks. Nice game. I, I, there's, you know what? Forget it. What are we even talking about this game for? Um, but let's talk about the Broncos running backs. What do you think? Stay it's away. Lot, it's messy now. It's really messy. Two uh, weeks ago, they all had 22 or 23 snaps. And then on Sunday against the Patriots, CJ Anderson had 24, Booker had 23, Charles had 16, and the touches. Anderson had 11, Booker had 9, Charles had 8. And I could deal with that if I, if you just, like, I liked it a lot better when Anderson and Charles were splitting the early down work and Devontae Booker was the pass catching back. So you knew if they were behind, he was going to catch passes. In the second half, Charles was getting the first and second down work and Anderson was the third down back. I thought you were going to say you liked it better when Devontae Booker was on the injury report. Me too. That's what I liked. <laughs> then there was one fewer cook in the kitchen. That's what they're going to have to do in Denver. They're going to have to throw out one of these running backs and give a guy a chance to get into a rhythm. Well, give Jamal Charles 20 touches. He'll have an amazing week. He'll get hurt, and then the problem will be solved. That's yeah. True. I give, give it to C.J. Anderson. I own C.J. Anderson in, in some leagues. But Anderson's one game in his last five with more than 10 carries. He has three catches in those five games, so he's just not involved enough. Uh, how many of the Broncos running backs would you drop for for Danny Woodhead? All of them. In PPR, wow. all of them. I don't. I don't think in a standard league I would drop Anderson for Woodhead. I think right. the five points that I'll get from Anderson is probably about the five points I'll get from Woodhead. So, are we seeing the better versions of Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas after the quarterback change? Do you think this is legit? They're going to be better than they were uh, in the first eight games of the season or eight weeks? Well, I think that's obvious what you're getting from them. I think the thing for Anderson is health. I mean, you know, the, the ankle injury basically took him out for four weeks. Sanders. I'm sorry, what did I say? You said Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> Sanderson. 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 Sa- Sanders, yes. Excuse yeah. me. Sanders. Okay. All right, yeah, no, it's encouraging stuff. I mean, Thomas scored in two straight games. Emmanuel Sanders had 137 yards on 11 targets. Carolina 45, Miami 21. I really hope this was the last national TV game for Miami. Three weeks nope. in a row. No, another one? What I mean? believe they have a Monday night game against the Patriots oh, left. Oh, God, enough already. And that's com- that's coming up soon. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like in four – unless it's – it's either in two weeks or four weeks. It's terrible. So Cam Newton, this I didn't know. Something to keep in mind. He is incredible on Monday night football. Six Monday yeah. night games. He's 5-1. and one. He averages 270.5 passing yards with 15 touchdowns and one interception. I don't know if that's just passing touchdowns or it's total touchdowns, but man, uh, Cam, his previous three games, he scored 7, 14, and 19 fantasy points. Yesterday, he scored 43. Uh, what are your rest of season thoughts on Cam Newton who has a bye this week? And then, He's great. I don't think you should start him this week. He has a bye this week, and then he takes on the Jets and the Saints in consecutive weeks on the road. And then you think, okay, well, at least he'll be back home after that, but he's got the Vikings then. That takes you to week 14. I, I think you start Cam because you know what his upside is. And we saw it last night. But there's certainly some risk that, that plays in. So I think he's a good quarterback. If he's your only one, that's fine. The pickle is going to be if you've got Cam and another pretty good quarterback what you do with them each week. I, I would guess he'll be in the 6 to 10 range at quarterback most weeks. And I, I just thought watching that game, the NFL is better when Cam Newton is playing like that. He's getting Greg Olson back in week 12. That's going to certainly help his outlook moving forward. His offensive line should be healthy with Ryan Khalil most likely back after their bye week too. So, uh, yeah, he's the number one guy the rest of the week. So it's going to be, it's going to be an awesome, awesome finish to see who wins that NFC South. Well, how about the NFC? I mean, yes, the Eagles are definitely the front runner, but there are some very intriguing teams. 
uh, maybe vying for second place. But I just think the NFC is wide open. And, uh, Carol, yeah, you mentioned Greg Olson. He's 66% owned. If you have a really good team, it's possible Greg Olson is your number one claim this week. He, yep. He'll be back next week, so hopefully. He's well, eligible. not next He's week. A, week after. Week 12. Yeah. Okay. So that's next week, right? Sorry. That is next week, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on Kenyon Drake and Damian Williams, guys? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, they don't get a lot of. No, work. look, they got good, they got a good matchup this week against Tampa Bay. Yep. So Drake, I think, is a borderline starter. Uh, Williams, I don't think, is going to be completely awful. Last night, he just didn't look good, but that's a very good run defense that they faced. So I think you look at Drake as a flex option this week, and Williams more of a low end flex. I option. guess the disappointing part for them was we saw the first game without a Jai. We had 12 receptions between the two of them, and we knew they'd at least be involved in the passing game, and that kind of disappeared this week. And I don't know what it, I, the hard part I have with this Miami Tampa Bay game is what does, what do the Dolphins look like if they don't have garbage time? Uh, are they not going to? <laughs> I, Tampa Bay is not good. No, they're not. They're not good. Yeah, the, uh, I, I just, they don't really run the ball that well, the Dolphins. Though. Give Kenyon Drake credit. He's the first running back with double digit fantasy points in standard against the, Panthers this year, he had a 66, I believe, yard touchdown run. And Jarvis Landry has tied his career high in touchdown catches. He's got five this year. He's catching one every week now. Five of his last six games, Landry's got a catch, a touchdown catch. He's barely ever getting you 50 yards, though. So he's kind of interesting. Who's the best Dolphins wide receiver going forward? That's question number one. And question number two is buy, sell, hold Christian McCaffrey, who went back down to five carries this week, but he scored twice. Dave, you take question number one. Best Dolphins wide receiver rest of season. I'll still say Landry. Okay. And He's been the most reliable. Jamie, buy, sell, hold Christian McCaffrey. Hold. I think if that was a competitive game, he would have had a lot more carries. Okay. And uh, we – Devin Funches, good game. Boy, those those Panthers wide receivers did not really help Cam Newton much. So let's go to the drop-o-meter. And by the way, you can drop Ed Dixon, who is on a bye this week and then probably getting Greg Olson back. The following week. To the drop-o-meter. Who are the people out there looking to drop in Fantasy Week 11? Uh, Jordy Nelson, 0 to 10 on the drop-o-meter, guys. 10. 12. I'll, I'll be nice and say 8. <laughs> wow, okay. So Jordy's going to be dropped. Uh, Derek Henry. 3. I'm not, I zero. really don't want to drop him. Yeah, 0. But do you ever feel comfortable starting him? Don't have to start him. Um. Well, Demarco Murray's taped up. Demarco Murray isn't scoring three touchdowns every week either. Yeah, and I don't. Like he's I don't, a huge sell high candidate. I I think on a week to week basis, in a standard league, you may get as much out of Derrick Henry as you do out of Rex Burkhead and Danny Woodhead. The t- touches won't be much different. He's got a decent touchdown potential. Like, yeah, he's a he's a flex. Well, uh, we you talked about this a lot, Adam, with the schedule. So. We've seen when they've blown out teams in the fourth quarter, it's been Derrick Henry. I believe it's happened twice. Once against the Colts, once against the Jaguars. Week 12, they're at Indianapolis. Could they be blowing out the Colts that game? Yeah. Okay, so that could be a good Henry game. Week 13 against Houston at home? Probably, possibly, sure, yeah. Week 14 at Arizona? Yeah. Week 15 at San Francisco? Oh, no, they're going to lose that game. I mean, these are all scenarios where Derrick Henry could be very valuable for you. Actually, you know, DeMarco Murray caught the touchdown to win the game in the fourth quarter, but you're right, Jamie. I mean, Henry was actually getting the carries down the stretch. Uh, so, all right. I just, it's just like, if you don't feel comfortable starting the guy, you're into home stretch here. If you need to win, if you're like a 500 club, you know, you know, that's, that's why I think he's interesting on the drop. Well, I, I mean, look, saying, if you have a five man bench and you need to start Rex Burkett or Danny Woodhead this week in a PPR league and Henry's the last guy to cut, you're cutting him. Okay. But if you're looking like you can just wait it out, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, I still would put him at the top of the lottery ticket guys. Right, right. Too much up. And I think there's a good chance, he, again, if it's a standard league, he's better than those guys this week. All right then. How about Tyrod Taylor, who is at the Chargers this week, then the Chiefs next week? Tyrod Taylor. The only reason why he's not a 10 is because quarterback has become kind of a fickle position and you want to have options. So he's one of those quarterbacks that can fit in 
as a play the matchup type of quarterback. Yeah, I'll, I'll say four. I don't really want to drop him. I, I think there's better days ahead for Tyrod. Okay. This is just going to be a bad week for him. Mm-hmm. But, but Adams laid out the schedule a lot. So yeah. Yeah, it's good. I, I don't want to drop him at all. Uh, from Sean, Alex Collins. Drop a meter on Alex Collins. We're getting there. Not yet. Yeah, I want to see what happens with their backfield this week because this is a game where they can win. This is a game where he can run. Um, if 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 no Terrence West, I like Alex Collins this week. Darren McFadden. Oh, 10. ten. Eleven. Marlon Mack. Zero. For the same reason as Henry, I would drop him before Henry. I would drop him before Collins. So I agree on that. Yeah. Four. Yeah, he's in the middle, and he's going into a bye. So. Uh, it's got a pretty tough schedule rest of season two for Marlon Mack. By Tennessee, Jacksonville, Buffalo, Denver. I almost think Baltimore. that helps him though, to be honest with you, because when they've been losing is when he's been at his best. The competitive games that they played the last three weeks, they haven't needed him. Well, it's a, it's a tough running schedule. I don't know, if, honestly, if Denver or Buffalo or Baltimore are tough games, but, uh, and I, I understand what you're saying. You want, you want them to be trailing that's better for Marlon Mack. Uh, this is from Sarah. Cooper Cup in standard. Drop a meter. Ten. Uh, How, when are you starting him? When do you feel good about him? You've seen the other two receivers play huge the last two games. Well, Sammy Watkins hasn't played huge. He's made huge plays. Um. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. You're you're right. He's been amazing for fantasy the last two games. Four. Seven. I mean, it's seven. Not like he's been doing a lot. I've been very happy with him in my lineup. Oh, of course. And if I had been starting Cooper Cup ahead of him, I'd be very sad. Sure. But right, so what's did he actually outscore Watkins and, and what hap- and what it probably did. And what happens if Watkins has this foot injury that he's dealing with right now? He played through it on Sunday. Alright, can Look, we just give I, a I number for Cooper Cup, Cooper please? Cup. Zero to ten on Cooper Cup. Seven. Seven. Ten. Alright. Six. From Co. KO. Uh Denver DST. Zero. Okay. Agree, zero. They're a great yep. start this week. Yep. Jordan Reed. Zero. Also zero. I think he's going to play this week, but I don't expect him yet. <laughs> uh, Keenan Allen. Zero. Zero. I, I actually can make the case to get Keenan Allen on your team. Yeah. I think his think terrible so. numbers are, have been, uh, terrible and it's going to make him an interesting buy low candidate. Okay. Decent schedule ahead for him. Corey Davis. Zero. Still like him as a guy to stash. Why would you get rid of a guy who just had 10 targets? Well, I've had too many zeros, so I'm going to say one, but don't drop him. Uh, Josh Doxson. Two? Yeah, their schedule gets really nice. Maybe yep. three. Three. I think the offensive had, line being healthy is good for them. I think Doxson's had a season high in targets two weeks in a row now. Up to yeah. seven last week. And is dominating in almost touchdown leagues. Oh, right. Yeah, he's the man. He's yeah, the he is, poster he is child. turning into Ted Ginn. <laughs> All right, excellent. Let's go back to the waiver wire now. We finished the show with some more options for you. So quarterback, here's the here's the Eli Manning note. Manning's 72% owned. He scored 20 fantasy points at San Francisco and 16 fantasy points the week before against the Rams. Should have been more. Kansas City, they stink against quarterbacks. They allow the sixth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. And certainly they have had better pass defenses in the past. Look at the last three years, though, coming off their bye. All three games were on the road. Last year, Derek Carr, 11 fantasy points. The year before that, Peyton Manning had arguably the worst game of his career. He was like 5 for 20. He got benched uh, in their Super Bowl season for Osweiler. And the year before that, Phillip Rivers, 18 fantasy points. So does that concern you? We know that you don't beat the Chiefs coming off the bye. And uh, does that concern you for Eli Manning? I mean, a little bit, but it's just expecting him to do what he did last week in garbage time. Garbage time, yep. Cool. All right. And then we've got Bortles. We've got Cutler. We've got Fitzpatrick. And we've got Keenum. And are there any quarterback like Kirk Cousins? Would you start any of those Bortles, Cutler, Fitzpatrick, Keenum over Cousins? No. No, that's um, close with Bortles, Cutler, and Fitzpatrick. I would start Bortles over Cousins. You guys can have Bortles. Thank you. You, you can have him. I know he's playing Cleveland. Uh, I can't do it. I, I like Fitzpatrick the best of that bunch. 
One thing I noticed... kind of same to me. I mean, it's it's just yeah. ugly. Yeah, and I think it's important with Cousins. Like he's another one of those guys. Yes, he just had a monster game against a good defense. He did it with two rushing touchdowns. Yep. Yeah, but he got I, – I forgot to look at the second one. But the first one, he threw a pass down to the one. So – Yeah, he was able to to move the offense against a good defense. He's a good quarterback. I mean, look, you got to give him credit. And he's probably going to move the offense against New Orleans. But what we've seen is that the Saints' defense is great. I still have him top 12. And based on Adam's uh, a lack of trust in the Saints' defense, somebody will get hurt for the Redskins to make Cousins' performance <laughs> look poor. Exactly. And then next week, Adam will say, well, they didn't have this guy. Exactly. That's this what's is happen. why Cousins. Hey, I was right about the Bills. I was right about the Bills. I was right about something this year. Uh, here's the thing I noticed about Bortles. He's had three you know, solid games in a row, around 18 fantasy points, 17 or 18 fantasy points. Fournette's been out for two of those games and completely ineffective in the other game. So uh, we haven't seen him and Fournette be good in the same week. Uh, yes, we have in London. Oh yeah, right. Not, so, not in America. Not in America. not in America, Jamie. So keep that in mind. Uh, but all right, it's you know it's interesting in Cleveland. They were really bad against the run last week, but usually good. Not to say you're Jamie Collins Fournette. now out for the season. Yeah, he missed three games earlier this year, and I looked. It didn't really have an effect on their run defense, uh, as I recall. Uh, what about Andy Dalton? He's 70% owned. Dalton is at Denver this week. Where is he? It, it, against this crappy Denver team. Um, let's just, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, Deshaun Kaiser, Brett Hundley, Brock Osweiler, Joe Flacco, Jay Cutler. Those are quarterbacks I have ranked ahead of Andy Dalton this week. Ooh. Okay. Uh, do you guys have any interest in picking up Jimmy Garoppolo or maybe CJ Beathard for next week? No. Which is against nope. Seattle. No. All right. Oh yeah, let's start a let's start a either a quarterback <laughs> making his debut for the Niners or a rookie going up against the Seahawks. Yeah. Oh, that's that great Seahawks defense. Hopefully they get what? Earl Thomas back, but they're missing Richard Sherman now. Yeah, uh, it's still the Niners. And I look, I, I just had to ask. All right, back to the running backs now. Running backs, we've got Kenyon Drake. All right, let's, so we look at the shallow league guys. We haven't talked about quite as much. Kenyon Drake, eighty percent owned. LeGarrette Blunt, 77% owned. Alex Collins, 77% owned. Latavius Murray, 66% owned. Uh, and I'll throw Jonathan Stewart in there since he's coming off a 100-yard game. So Kenyon Drake, Blunt, Alex Collins, Latavius Murray, Jonathan Stewart. Who would be your favorite in that group? Collins is my Yeah. I, I think it's Collins or Drake. I, I'm really – Struggling with the Philadelphia run game and how you project touches for this week. I think they're just gonna give Ajayi. I love Ajayi this week. A bunch of chances. They gave him a few chances in their last game. He was outstanding. I think they know what they get with Blunt. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a good matchup for Blunt at Dallas. It's a good matchup for any running back when Sean Lee's not playing. But I actually, I'm pretty sure I dropped Legarrette Blunt. It was a 10 team PPR league. I, is is blunt to you? Just feel. Does he feel more addable or droppable? Droppable. He's more droppable as a whole. But I think if you have him for this week, he's a potential starter for you. Cool. There, it's it's been like he went down to nine touches, but that's because Corey Clement was getting all that work in garbage they, they, time. They blew they him blew out. out time. Yeah. So I I kind of think you have to go back to expecting Legarrette Blunt gets around fourteen carries. Really? I would put them both in that same same for a Jai, yeah, same frame. Well, that but a means... probably going to get the the more priority opportunities. Interesting. Okay, so uh, then John and Stewart, any interest, guys? Not on his bye week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Deion Lewis, Danny Woodhead, Rex Burkhead. I think we've talked about them enough. Jamal Williams. <laughs> All right, he's eight percent owned. He's facing Baltimore, which has been better against running backs in their last two games. Jamal Williams, Samaj P. Ryan, you know, there's others. There's Rod Smith and PPR. But let, how about the two guys who are in line to get more work if Ty Montgomery's out? Jamal Williams and Samaj P. Ryan. Dave Richard, break it down. These guys stink. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's all about opportunity. And listen, I, if, if something comes out today and they say Ty Montgomery's not likely to play this week or Ty Montgomery's going to be out for a week or two, 
Jamal Williams is probably going to be ranked as a borderline starter. Oh, you have to expect him to get 20 touches. Not against Baltimore. Not against Baltimore, and but, I don't get fantasy why points not, for touches. Why not against Baltimore? Because I think the well, there's a lot of guys I like better, coming off better than him. I, I would he's expect like, he's going to score six or seven fantasy points, and that's that's okay. a borderline top. 25 he might need 30 back. carries to get there because he had from the preseason to now he, his longest run has been seven. No, I, I, he just I, had six fantasy I, points. I think I think you're right. He he needs a lot of work. That six to seven fantasy points is probably his ceiling, unless he scores a touchdown. Yeah, but I'm not counting on that. Um, I just look at it as uh, there, there's so many other guys that I think are in better situations than him, despite the touches. And this also, goes back to the touches versus matchup situation. I also have a feeling that he won't get as much playing time as you think. They've, they've, they've used five receivers or four receivers in a tight end on the field a lot. Well, they're going to use Randall Cobb in the backfield on obvious passing downs. And, and Aaron Ripkowski. They've used him. They're yeah. fullback. They did it last year. And the reason he got 20 carries out. last week was because they were winning. Right. He, could they be beating Baltimore at home? Absolutely. But yeah. I don't think Baltimore at home is, is really that much more difficult to match up than at Chicago. Uh, Baltimore coming off their bye week should be ready for what the Packers have in store for them. Okay. And we, other names. We, we didn't talk about Pirine though. The thing, the thing that I look at between these two is Pirine's got Chris Thompson. Yeah. I just, Williams I think, doesn't have anybody else. Like I think that. he's got 15 carries in him though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, look, we we know what it is. Okay. These guys are not going to light it up. They're they're not that good. But if you're desperate and you need touches, Jamal Williams and Samaje Piran. And and if you're making a claim tonight, I I almost feel like you got to prioritize Piran if we don't know anything more about Montgomery because he's got a chance to play where we know Rob Kelly's not playing. Sure. Makes sense. All right. Other guys. Uh, okay. Other guys. Uh, Rod Smith, Theo Riddick. They're more PPR. And Rod Smith, you should know, he had two carry, he had three carries in the game and he had four catches. Two carries, two catches, and four targets came in the fourth quarter. They were losing by 20 at that point, which could definitely be the case again. It could be losing a lot. Yeah. This could be a Rod Smith game. Yeah. I, I, and Philadelphia going into their bye week allowed the most receptions to running backs of any defense in the NFL. All right. Uh, Theo Riddick is 62% owned. He's at Chicago. Elijah McGuire is 20% owned. They are on a bye this week. Damian Williams, 55% owned, did not have a good week after scoring a touchdown, catching a touchdown against the Raiders in Week 9, faces Tampa Bay this week. Tampa Bay is really bad against pass-catching running backs, so hopefully more of that from Williams, who was sick all week. So, you know, he had something going on. Uh, J.D. McKissick, Austin Eckler. I kind of like McKissick. McKissick's very interesting, going up against that Atlanta defense that does not cover pass-catching running backs very well. Procise, not going to be there. It's just Rawls and McKissick. And Rawls stinks. I, I wonder don't. if McKissick just finds more playing time. He yeah, should. He should. But that, if Lacey's that's a back. good deeper league ad. Yep. But if Lacey's back though, that kind of ruins it. If Lacey's back, I I feel like Lacey's worth adding. Am I crazy? It could be. No, could be. I mean, they're gonna lean on one of them for better or worse. And they were leaning on Lacey before he got hurt. I don't know if they do that coming off an injury, but uh, I after those first, okay. To, to sum up running back, after Lewis, Woodhead, and Burkhead, and unless you've got like Drake or Collins or maybe even Latavius available to you, after Lewis, Woodhead, and, and Burkhead, who we've talked about ad nauseum, you've got Jamal Williams and you've got Samaj P. Ryan. They're kind of in their own little group because we know the, the touches will be there. The talent isn't. Uh, does anybody want to add Rod Smith or Theo Riddick or McGuire or Damian Williams or McKissick or Eckler or Bernard or Devontae Booker? I'll still take Rod Smith just because I, I, I think we're going to see him start to trend to more playing time. And PPR leagues, you know, if he's going to get three to five catches a week with a potential increase in carries, one time Ron Smith comes back, this running back situation is going to be much better. Yeah, hopefully it's this week. And then you guys made the case for J.D. McKissick. He is, is he in CBS Sports League's only a wide receiver, right? Nope, dual he eligible. Dual oh, eligible. eligible. You might need your commissioner to make that. There you go. That's what it is. Right. All righty. Wide receivers. So Macklin, guys who are owned in more than 65% of leagues but might be available. Macklin, Nelson Aguilar. We know how slot receivers do against Dallas. Robert Woods. Rashard Matthews. Who's your favorite, Jamie? Macklin, Aguilar, Woods, Rashard Matthews. Macklin. Anybody disagree? I'd go Woods. I like 
I uh, I like Macklin better this week. Yeah, schedule gets so tough for the Rams. And I think Woods is going to turn into a pumpkin. We kind of think, though, Woods could still be the 5 for 65-ish kind of guy. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. which I, 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 I don't think there's a whole lot of difference between the two of them. I like Richard Matthews. I'm not sure if I like him this week, though, at Pittsburgh on Thursday. Nope. nope. After nope. that, though, it looks pretty good. At the Colts, Houston, at Arizona, at San Francisco, Rams in Week 16. There's at least four good matchups, I think, after this week for uh, for the Titans passing game. Uh, the other guys to pick up at wide receiver, Marquise Lee, 58% owned, Corey Davis, Corey Coleman, Josh Gordon, Jamison Crowder, Josh Doxson. I'll stop there. So Lee, Corey Davis, Corey Coleman, Josh, Josh Gordon, Jamison Crowder, and Josh Doxson. It's pretty, it's pretty nice, Heath. I think there's some really interesting players here, a lot of upside. Who, who's your favorite? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Marquise Lee would be my favorite out of this group. Although I do like Corey Davis a lot, it's just probably not going to happen this week. Kind of like what you said with Rashard Matthews, you're probably still one week away. Um, and I think maybe you stopped one too soon. I, I, I Dontrell Inman b- belongs in that tier. Okay. I agree. Eight targets in his first game with Chicago. If he's the number one on that offense that they're going to be playing from behind, uh, he could be a number three receiver. All right. Dontrell Inman's only 2% owned. Marquise Goodwin's 28% owned. How about his effort? My goodness, with what he was dealing with. Yes. Yeah. And um, Martavis Bryant, 50% owned. He got five targets last week. Kenny Galladay is 21% owned. He had two catches for 64 yards. Seems to be a, a big play guy, Kenny Galladay. Right. Very feast or famine. Yeah. So you got Goodwin, you got Martavis Bryant, you got Kenny Galladay, but but there just are a lot of exciting options. If you could not get Marquise Lee, between Corey Davis, the Browns guys, and the Redskins guys, Jamie, who would you go with? Uh, I would take Corey Davis. Even this I just week? Think that the, huh? This week? No, but I don't think any of those. I mean, I'm not starting Corey Coleman this week for sure. I'm not starting, you know, Jameson Crowder's the number three receiver, you know, better in PPR, but I think it's going to be a tough matchup for him too. Yeah, it really so, depends on whether you need a guy to start this week or not. Yeah. So I, I would just look at Corey Davis as, and look, the, the Steelers losing, um, Joe Hayden, Hayden and Mitchell. You know, that, that's not good for them. So no. it's, it's not like you, you're going to start Corey Davis and then he's someone with some confidence, but should have had a touchdown. Ten targets led the team. You see they're trying to make him their guy. It's it's very obvious. And Jamison Crowder. And I, did, I did add one guy that I don't think I sent you notes. Uh, D.D. Westbrook, just in case he does start to play this week. He's 15% owned. Okay. So with Alan Hearns being out, this should be the week that we see Westbrook. We just haven't got confirmation yet. And I have a deep sleeper based on the matchup. Brandon Coleman, slot receiver for the Saints, 15% owned. All right, and Jameson What's his playing time guys? been the last couple weeks? With uh, I think it's been okay. I'll double check. Because on the, on the touchdown run for Breeze, he had Willie Sneed wide open. Oh, it would have been Willie Sneed's big breakout performance. But your your preseason guy was also Jamison Crowder. He's forty percent owned. In his last two games, he has about two hundred yards on twenty four targets. He's the only wide receiver. Well, you got the almost touchdowns from uh, Doxon. But, I mean, he's clearly been their best wide receiver the last two weeks. He might be very under-owned at 40%. Uh, yeah. Keep an eye on him. Okay, tight ends. We got Jared Cook. Uh, who's calling Sneed, Jane? Sneed played more than Coleman last week. I'll have to go back and look at that. <clears throat> Jared Cook at tight end is 73% owned. And his last three games have been very, very good. He's facing the Patriots, who have been much better lately. Austin Hooper, Hunter Henry, A.J. Derby, their last three games, those three guys have combined for one fantasy point against the Patriots. <laughs> and like three targets. Yeah, that's right. Get, at least throw the ball to Jared Cook. But he's been good. He's 73% owned. Um, Greg Olson, 66% owned on the bye, but then should be hopefully back in week 12. Uh, Hunter Henry is 77% owned. Does he feel more addable or droppable? Depends what your team is, I guess. Like... Can you get by with dropping him for, let's say, two guys like Mercedes Lewis and Greg Olson? It sounds like uh, since Mike Williams has been worked into the equation, they are running fewer two tight end sets, which is really cut into his uh, they're, snap. They're rates. idiots. Yep. Would you start Mercedes Lewis over Hunter Henry this week? Hmm. I'm not there yet, he but he just but, buried his head in his hand. It's okay. He, I'm not there yet, but I, I, you could certainly make an argument for it without Alan Hearns playing and with what. Look, Mercedes Lewis has had a decent season for who he is. Yep. 
Yeah, my initial Let's rankings have Henry higher than Mercedes Lewis, but there is a chance that by Sunday yep. I'm, I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, feel the same way. Okay. Uh, Charles Clay or Jared Cook this week? Oh, it's got to be Cook, right? Cook. Yeah. Cook. It's got to be. Vernon Davis or Jared Cook this week? Vernon Davis. I've got assuming I've got, that, I've got Cook a spot. Assuming Reed is out. Right. They're six and seven in my rankings. If they're both available, you might have to play it safe and go with Cook since we don't know about Jordan Reed. Uh, some other guys, we mentioned CJ Fedorowitz. Eric Ebron, he's been, you know, solid the last three weeks, facing a, a much tougher opponent this week at Chicago. Have not faced good competition, but they have been great against tight ends. Jermaine Gresham has been more involved since Drew Stanton took over, although Drew Stanton might not play this week. And they're at Houston, and Houston's not good. Defense- That's true. Blaine Gabbard is like the king of checking down, though, and that would help a tight end like Gresham who doesn't run very fast. It's going to be a nice, easy five, six, seven yard outlet for Gabbert. Mercedes Lewis, 23% owned. Cleveland allows the third most fantasy points to tight ends. Julius Thomas has been a little bit more involved lately. He's got a touchdown in two straight games. And they have Tampa Bay this week. Adam Shaheen and Garrett Selleck. Selleck on a bye. And then I don't know what Kittle's status is, but yeah, I mean, nobody's adding Selleck. Shaheen's 1% owned. He had two catches for 39 yards last week. Hopefully he doesn't resort to that, but I mean, I think we've covered this pretty well. So let's go to DSTs. So the Cardinals, don't remember if Heath mentioned them. Did you mention them? He did. I did. Okay, yes. sorry. So the, the three uh, that Jamie has here that are owned in 65%. Yeah, take out the Chiefs. I, I didn't realize that the Saints were so uh, little owned after Heath brought it up. So put them second. All right, Cardinals, Saints, Chiefs, Bengals. Cardinals, Saints, Chiefs, Bengals. Uh, one of the nice things about the Bengals is they have the Broncos this week and then the Browns next week. The Broncos and Browns allow the most fantasy points to DSTs. So at 38%, the Bengals are a team you might want to add. And it sounds like Vontez Burfick not going to get suspended. We'll get confirmation today, but after he bumped the official and was ejected, does not seem as if he's going to miss any time. That's big for them. Would you start the Eagles this week if Tyron Smith plays? Uh Probably. Low end starting option, but yeah, they're they're certainly contingent on how good they can be if Tyron Smith is out. They're going to get Ronald Darby back in the secondary too. This this defense might be starting to take off here. Uh, Rams at Vikings. Uh, yeah, Rams at the Vikings this week. The Rams have been great, but it's a not a good matchup. Vikings allow the fifth fewest fantasy points to DSTs. Would you go with the Rams or would you look at a streamer? They're a low end starter for me. And I don't feel great about it. I like the Vikings better just for the matchup. And I like the Bengals and uh, the other ones that we talked about, the Saints, the Broncos, all those DSCs better. Cardinals, like them better too. All righty. Let's read some emails. FantasyFootball at CBSI.com. This one is from Aaron Rodgers from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but apparently it's a different one. Oh. I th- oh. Yeah, probably. Did you, uh, did you double check it? I uh, I get it. I, I like it. Good job. What's the outlook for Devontae Freeman going forward this year? Not good. I hope he plays in the next month. I actually hope he doesn't. Let's get one guy. Yeah, that'd be nice. The uh, problem is when he does come back, do they do they limit his touches? Particularly if Coleman does well as well as he did last week. They've been pretty limited as it up, is. He gets what? like twelve carries a week. Freeman. Right, so that could fall even farther. Could. Hey, bef- before we, yes, I, it, it's in trouble. Um, before we get too far into the emails, can I give you my tight end research that I promised you on Sunday night? Oh, uh, well, why don't you save it for tomorrow? That's, okay, I'm sorry guys. Wow, first the so, start of the show when he just kind of brushes you off. Yeah, and now well, I, look, again at the end. I know that Everybody's not, ev- not everybody listens for 58 minutes, so I, if you if you did that research, I think you deserve to have it heard by a larger chunk of the audience. That's actually me being Courteous, I swear. Um, all right, this is a great the trade from Logan. Give up Mark Ingram, get Gronkowski and Tyreek Hill. I like it. it th- that's a nice haul for Mark Ingram. Hopefully, you've got the running back depth to uh, absorb losing him. Great it. Hey. All right. From Eric in Maryland, should I stream Fitz- Fitzpatrick or Cutler this week? Fitzpatrick. Cutler. Break the tie, Heath. Oh, uh, Fitzpatrick. <laughs> I didn't know you cared. 
And I do care. And this is from Miggy. <laughs> Dave, Miggy is from anywhere near Toronto. Windsor, which is, you know, close when you think about Canada globally. I was thinking Buffalo. <laughs> but, mm, that would be good. Niagara Falls. I have a girlfriend once in Niagara Falls. Should I drop any of these players for Greg Olson? Jared Goff, Adrian Peterson, Chris Hogan, Corey Davis. Hogan or Davis? Probably Davis. Yeah, Davis would Olsen. be the first one to walk the plank for me. Just don't know how long Hogan's going to be out. Dave, you just reminded me of Gordon Street. I once knew a girl who lived on Gordon Street. I think that's the line. Name that movie. All right, we'll end it on that. See you later, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow. I've never heard of Name That Movie. Bye.